is it? <laughs> there we go. Hello and welcome to the What Are We Even Doing Here podcast, a podcast that seeks to answer the question of what are we even doing here from a biblical perspective? We are part of the Christian podcast community. You can check out this and many other great podcasts at christianpodcastcommunity.org. The word of God says in Psalm 100, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. Now, the reason I read that scripture is because it's awesome. It's an awesome psalm. But that verse five, for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. And today's podcast is one that I've been looking forward to doing for a while. It's because I have a younger generation on today. And it's in, in this world, this church world that we live in, there's a lot going on. And there's, we see a lot of people leaving the faith, a lot of people saying they are deconstructing, whatever that means. And I wanted to have some younger Christians on to ask them important questions about their faith and growing up in the church and what's that like, because it seems that their generation and a little bit younger, maybe millennials, I don't even know the names of the generations. I know I'm Generation X, which I think is a pretty cool name for a generation. Generation X. So cool. <laughs> Not D-Generation X from the WWF, WWE, but Generation X. And I don't, I'll ask them what their generation name is. If they're, I don't think they're millennials. They might be outside that millennial range. But anyway, there's a lot of people deconstructing their faith and then analyzing it and saying, this isn't what evangelical is. This is wasn't isn't what reformed is, and it's just tiring. <laughs> so I wanted to get some younger people on to to discuss. So some of you on on Twitter that that kind of follow me on Twitter, you might follow these guys too or see me interact with them. But it's none other under none other than Doomsday Alpaca and Tuna Dan. I think he goes by sometimes or. Dr. Doofenshmirtz, he was reformed Loki for a while. All these names change. I, I mean, I'm not one to talk. I've had several different Twitter names, but so so they're with me today. So how, how you guys doing? Very good. I mean, I'm good. I feel great. You feel great. I know you, <laughs> you a few medical issues, but uh, we're we're glad that you are with us today. Uh, there, yeah, alpaca. <laughs> well, I, I think even if you weren't having medical issues you'd barely be with us today too but that's true yeah <laughs> I, I love your sweatshirt by the way he's got on the post tenebras lux sweatshirt that i also have that missional wear they're not sponsoring this episode but missionalwear.com has a lot of cool uh, reformed swag that you can get yes and you can't see it but but uh the, the tuna Dan has this awesome headset on. He looks like he's uh, about to land a plane somewhere. <laughs> I guess you both have the headsets on, but for some reason, I guess it's the camera angle that I have uh, of you, uh, tuna Dan. That's uh, it's the straight on. Yeah. The yeah. straight on. <laughs> Going to land the plane. But anyway, guys. Yeah. So as I said in the, in the opening, I, I wanted to have you guys on, I've known you on Twitter, but I've also met you both in person and it's refreshing for me. You know, I've, I've Coming up in August, I've have been a Christian for uh, 10 years, so still rather young in the faith, 
Uh, but I'm an older person, you know, in my 40s. Nah, the, the, I shouldn't say it that way. I'm <laughs> grateful for have, to have these 40 years of life. Um, but yeah, there are a lot of people deconstructing their faith and a lot of their reasons for doing it are they grew up in the church and they felt, you know, they were told this, they would ask these questions and they weren't answered or they didn't like the answers they got. So I just wanted to have you guys on and, you know, I've, I've had great interactions with you, like I said, on, on social media, on Twitter, but also in person. I've met you guys a few times in person and just sitting around the table and just having good conversations with you and getting your feedback that way is, has been uplifting for me. So first of all, I want to thank you guys for encouraging me in my faith, in my walk, to know that God is sovereign and he, he hasn't left the younger generation and he's still working through them, through parents raising children in the faith. But so I'll, I'll, I'll start with uh, Alpaca. What, uh, what kind of church do you go to? I go to a, a Presbyterian church in the PCA. Excellent. Presbyterian. Were you always, were you raised in that church? Is that the, the church you? Yep. Excellent. For as long as I've been alive. That's great. And what, so what has your experience been like being raised in the church? It, like, let's, uh, I'll be a little bit more specific. Like, as you were growing up in your faith, when you were younger, did you always feel like you were, you were being well-educated in the Christian faith, like through Sunday schools or even through like home worship and, and things like that? Uh, definitely. Yeah. Even when it, you know, Sunday school's pretty basic when you're in third grade, but definitely being taught stories and being taught those lessons at a very young age is a good thing. And I definitely feel like our church has done a good job of that. And uh, two to Dan, what kind of church do you go to? I actually go to this, uh, uh, PCA Presbyterian Church as the alpaca. Uh, it, it's a church. Uh, it's, uh, the pastors are faithful and uh, uh, the word is preached faithfully every Sunday. And uh, we're one of the more conservative and confessional PCA churches, I would say. Now, I'll follow up with, with you, Tina, Dan, when um, you say confessional. So can you explain to the, the, the listening audience, what do you mean by confessional? Uh, I mean that we, for the most part, do it here well to the Westminster standards. I mean, no church is uh, for a PCA church. We do quite well at that. Do they take you through the like the larger and the shorter catechisms that they they would teach? Uh, so in Sunday school, Adults have actually been going through the uh, confession. However, when uh, the uh, we actually don't go through them, I wish we did, but we don't. Uh, okay. I probably would have if I became a member. Okay, your mic's breaking up a little bit. I don't know if it's because you're touching it, maybe. So, yeah, maybe we'll we'll try uh, not touching it. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think it might might have been that because that sounded fine when you just answered there, but we'll, we'll see as we go along. Uh, okay. So let me follow up one more with, with you, uh, Tuna Dan. Have you gone through the catechisms on your own? I've read through the shorter catechism on my own. Um, Excellent. I believe that I've read through a chunk of the lar of the uh, confession, but I haven't like taken the time to read through the confession and the larger catechism i've more used them as resources 
good. Yeah, and they're an excellent resource. I'm memorizing the shorter right now. I'm under care of the Presbytery, and that's one thing my pastor had me do as he's teaching me to prepare for the exam. And it's been a, it's been a benefit. And there's what's cool is there's a resource where they set the catechism to music. So if you guys are going to memorize the shorter music's, you know, you're both musicians. So play a solo. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. no, but, but, <laughs> um, but, you know, memorizing things to song is a, a good way to do it. And it's quick. Mm-hmm. And there's ones that I memorized months ago that will come to mind because like, my kids I'm going through that with, with them as well and like it, it's actually this like clicks into place even if I haven't listened to it in a while so a good thing for for both of you and for anybody listening at all would be to memorize a catechism do it to music and this way you have it and also try to look at the proof texts as well this way you're not just riffing because to explain further uh, for those listening to what a catechism is, um, it's basically a, a teaching, something teaching tools, questions and answers to help teach you what the Bible says, what the Bible teaches. Uh, so it it's not doesn't replace it. The authority is always in the scripture. But as all three of us are confessing Presbyterians, we believe the Westminster Shorter or, or the Westminster Standards, the larger and shorter catechism is a summary of what the Bible teaches. And it's, I think, beautiful. So, uh, so be confessional. So that's what confessional is, is you adhere to a, a historic confession. We adhere to the Westminster, uh, the Heidelberg and the, um, the Belgic are also great ones. And then there's the one that copied, uh, you know, the Westminster, this 1689 Baptist, you know, it's, it's good, but the original's better. So if you have Baptist friends, do you guys you guys probably have Baptist friends that you know, like the happy Baptist. He was trying to show that mm-hmm. in 1689 to me a couple of weeks ago. And I didn't, you know, bring it up to him that it, he copied it from the Westminster. <laughs> he knows. He knows. He's, he, he, that was a good or at least now he knows. Yeah, now he knows. <laughs> I'll do I'll talk about him when he's not on the show. <laughs> he's like i'm never gonna come on again now uh so so you're both in confessional churches raised in a confessional church was was there any anything do you ever do you ever feel like your questions aren't answered like and and Mm, not really no no i I I feel like i should probably ask more questions but none that aren't answered yeah and that's what bothers me sometimes Yeah, with people deconstruction, deconstructing, and you've probably seen it too. A lot of of things they'll say is, "Well, I asked these questions and I never got answers." Which maybe there's some truth to that, but I think most of the time, and I don't know if you agree with me, is I think they ask these questions, they get answers, but maybe they don't like the answer. Maybe the answer is scriptural, but they just don't like it, so they'll maybe block it out or just say oh it was never answered would, would you think that could be the case yeah that would make more sense it's never it's answered in a way lot. that i like <laughs> yeah and that's sad <laughs> it, yeah I mean, it, yeah it breaks my heart make but a lot I, of sense I, yeah i do believe there probably are a few churches that don't answer or that stick to well this is what the bible says so just believe it which it, it's true but we, the Reformed faith, if you're in a Reformed church, I believe our the pastors are trained well 
to be able to answer these questions. Or if they can't answer them, they'll say, well, let's look at that together. Mm-hmm. So I, I, it's a, it's a yeah. blessing to be in a reformed church. And for me, that's my goal as a parent is that's why I, I look into these people that are deconstructing is because I want to be able to answer my children if they have these mm-hmm. questions and, and see, okay, what is this guy? Why is he leaving the faith? What does he feel he wasn't taught? What does, what is he rejecting? So this way I can see, okay, if my kid ever asks that question, I want to answer it or find the answer with them. This way they have no excuse. Uh, you know, as, as Presbyterians, we're raising covenant children that have been baptized into the church. So we're not, we're not treating them as, as pagan outsiders. They're part of the church. I want to raise them in the faith until the faith is their own. And I believe and I'm going to brag on your parents. I think they're doing a beautiful job. Like just <laughs> talking to you guys and, and your, and your, your other, your siblings and just being around your families. It's been a blessing to our family. And, and yeah, I think they're doing a great job. And I'm not just saying that cause I know them personally, but I, I do, you can see Christian <laughs> families that, that their parents aren't just, you know, like talking the talk. I, I believe your parents are walking the walk. So you should be grateful. You should be thanking them. <laughs> yeah, I, I will right after this. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what the, the church isn't perfect. The local church isn't perfect. So, you know, without being like negative, what do you think can be improved in the church, either your local church or like the, the church universally? What can we work on as Christians? I would say that uh, for the church university, uh, university, universally, um, uh, a huge thing that could be worked on is to be less seeker sensitive. Um, mm-hmm. So like, uh, so evangelicals as a term, it sort of refers to the people who it seems their sole purpose is to evangelize. And while yes, we're called to evangelize, uh, we're, uh, that isn't supposed to be our church service our church service isn't supposed to be an outreach sure you can get converted in a church but uh, that's not the main point of church Uh, it's for the edification and instruction of believers and for the worship of god that's that's a great answer and it's a very a very mature answer and i i pray that more people your age will want to answer that way but, uh, how about you alpaca is there anything you would add to that i literally i went through the questions and that is almost exactly what i wrote down <laughs> I, I have written down that uh our church isn't all about outreach even though we do outreach but every sunday um the saints are <laughs> uplifted and reminded and um taught about our sanctification and why we're here the reason why I love that answer, especially from your generation, is because there's been churches that have tried to aim at your generation by being seeker sensitive, by changing the mm-hmm. style of music, by changing the way that pastor dresses, by, you know, the, I think they're well intentioned at that. But to me, especially if, if it's a reformed church or somebody who claims, you know, they believe in the sovereignty of God to start doing that you know, taking away the pulpit, putting a music stand there, this or that. And these are, you know, preferences, right? So, so we don't have to have a certain look per se, 
I do believe yeah. the Bible gives us the regulative principle. It says how we are to worship God, and we should make wise choices in that. But to I think to lower the standard or to to say, oh, well, the pastor shouldn't wear a suit because that might make kids uncomfortable because they see a guy in a suit and they get up like or somebody comes in off the street and sees somebody or sees a big pulpit up there. Like, I think those are ridiculous reasons to, to change it because even in culture, right. People watch like Jimmy Fallon or, you know, these late night shows, these guys are wearing suits. No one says, Oh, no one's going to watch your show. You uh-huh. should be wearing, <laughs> you know, skinny jeans and a plaid shirt, and, you know, whatever, wear what you want. But <laughs> I think the heart of the matter is, and it goes to what you said, Tuna Dan, is the 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 uh, worship shouldn't be geared towards unbelievers. Mm-hmm. It should be geared towards edifying the church, encouraging those who are believers, building up, equipping them, so then we can go out and do the mission of the church, continue on the mission of the church to to share the gospel outside with others. Uh, and and that's it, it's been flipped. So, so no one's getting fed. The saints aren't getting fed. I, I went to a church not to see, I'm going to go off on a rant now. You got me fired up, but <laughs> the first, the first church I went to as a believer, I asked the pastor once, like, why don't we preach this certain way? And uh, my, my son's making noise over there. Sorry. <laughs> why, why, why don't we like dig more into the scriptures during the sermons and stuff? And he's like, well, that's what the, the the small groups are for is is for you to kind of dig into. I was like, well, I'm not a trained pastor. I'm not going to lead, you know, teach the way the pastor is supposed to. So it was like flipped and that's secret sensitive. Oh, my, my son's right here. I'm going to he wants mm-hmm. he wants some. This is great radio, by the way, because he. Oh yes, he, he, he didn't I'm make any noises. Yeah, <laughs> they 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 saw they all saw my son on the radio. But uh, anyway, yeah. So that, that's, that's a great answer. With yes, seeker sensitive, less seeker sensitive stuff. Um, so let's move on. Are you guys? Are you studying a passage of scripture right now? Either of you in, in your own study. And if so, uh, what would that be? And I'll start with uh, alpaca. Are you reading through the Bible? I, I'm reading through the Bible, yeah, with uh, my pastor for youth group and with you. Oh, awesome, I've had, yeah. Lately, though, you know, I've been having trouble. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like under- I need more encouragement, mm-hmm. but I can. I'm ready to pick it back up. <laughs> I'm very behind, but it's okay. I plan mm-hmm. to just jump right back in and keep going. Good. Good. How about you, Tina, Dan? I'm not reading a specific passage, but I am reading through the Bible with you, actually, and a couple other guys. Um, yeah. I have never done that before, so it should be good. That's good. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm like you said. You can you hear? Can, can I hear? Can. The, I can hear him now. The, the toys in the background. <laughs> Are those cars? Sounds like cars. Yeah, he was. He's pulling his cars out. He just put a bucket on his head, and he's coming to <laughs> to look in the camera with the bucket on his head, and yeah, looks good. <laughs> Uh, no, but I, I've been benefiting from being in the reading through the Bible group uh-huh. with you guys and the comments that we, we make every day on it, because I've I've done it probably for the last three or four years. I try to pick a plan at the beginning of the year to go through it. And I actually listen to it in the morning when I'm getting ready for work and I'll, I'll do some mm-hmm. reading later. But it helps me to get into that mindset. And as I'm listening, I, I hear certain things. 
and then now it's been good to ha actually have a group to bounce these ideas off of and let's say you know how, how's this relate and we then we always point it to how because we're in the old testament right now we're doing a, a plan that's um chronologically through the bible which is always an interesting thing to do because you pick it up and a lot of people don't know that okay genesis to revelation isn't necessarily the books that they put in order aren't in order of how these things happen but it's cool to see it that way lined up sometimes so you can get your mindset like this was that happened first like so so genesis starts and then all of a sudden we're in job <laughs> it's like oh mm -hmm. that? <laughs> well that's when it was written so <laughs> And then you, you kind of see how that's all pointing to Christ and the, the covenant of redemption, covenant of grace. And that's been really beneficial going through that with you guys. Um, so education-wise, do you guys go to a public school, Christian school, homeschool? I'll start with Tuna Dan. Uh, I'm actually homeschooled, um, which uh, I've gotten a bit of uh, flack, both good and bad, over. I would say that it is a blessing to be homeschooled, especially with uh, the things that are being taught in schools today, uh, the indoctrination by the culture. And I would say that because uh, I attend a church and because I uh, attend some of the ministries there, it's enabled me to still have friends, even though I don't go to a school or anything, which is another blessing growing up in the church that I'm growing up in. So you're not like you know, homeschooled, sheltered kid, then you, you have friends. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm not a sheltered kid per se. Uh, how how about normal. you, Alpaca? Do you go to school, homeschool? I am also homeschooled. Excellent. Extremely you... sheltered. Extremely. Sheltered as I possibly can be. Push in a bubble. Well, that's interesting. Seems like a good thing. No. Well, when I was a kid, there was a family on my street that homeschooled. And I used to say the typical thing like, like, oh, how's he have any friends? He doesn't go to school. But then thinking back, I was like, wait, I was his friend. I hung out with him. Like, <laughs> it's, it's so weird because it's a stereotype. That's what, yeah, that's what you hear. Yeah. And then, and then, we homeschool as well. So that's what people would say to us. Oh, how does your daughter have friends? Does she socialize? I was, I was like, have you met my daughter? <laughs> like she's the most social person like ever since she uh -huh. was like born. Uh -huh. like, she's always had friends. So like, and, and who says that you have to like have this social group in school? Like that's probably the worst thing you can do with kids. Yeah. I don't want to see people every day. <laughs> but see people your own age, a majority of people your own age every day that's going through the same stuff you are. Like it's, yeah. it's just strange. And, and what I, what frustrates me about some, some of the modern church is they repeat that they repeat that model. So you have, you know, children's church so as us as presbyterians we don't have that we have the kids in the service with us the kids learning to worship with us but there are church models that don't have the kids in the service they think oh no it has to be quiet in here we can't have noise or the adults uh -huh. can't learn like no like the kids should learn from the adults how to worship so we segregate there and then those kids kind of get older and maybe work their way into the service don't know how to worship because they didn't grow up worshiping so now they're like totally lost and then they have their own and i'm not against youth group but just the way certain churches do youth groups so they're segregated mm -hmm. again and then they go to college and they'll have like young adults group and so they're never and again these things are, are good but if they're not 
utilized the right way, then, then it's no wonder certain people leave the faith because they were never part of the church. Mm-hmm. So they're always segregated from, from this group to that group. So all the ages are segregated. And then, oh, why did Johnny leave? Because Johnny was never in your church. He always separated <laughs> him until he's what? What's the magical age that you can actually be part of the church? Like after you graduate uh-huh. college and then where do you go? Like, it, so yeah, it always like boggled my mind that there'd be all these different groups. Like to me, the church is different ages, especially like the younger learning from the older. You know, it says that, that the older women were teach, teach the younger women. So you, you have to be around people that are older to learn from. And it's mm-hmm. good to be with your peers, too. What? Oh, yeah. Nice car, buddy. <laughs> my, my son's showing me his car. <laughs> but but yeah so so i think homeschool is a definite benefit um to two kids in the church because it's another way for them to be discipled by their parents and mm-hmm. and having their other siblings as well around them if they have siblings um yeah so speaking of deconstructing what what do you what do you think of people who are deconstructing like why why do you think what do you what if you've formulated any theories on your own, what kind of theories do you have of why people are either leaving the faith or either like making a weird Christianity of their own? I'll start with Tuna Dan. Um, so when they, they call themselves deconstructionists, right? Well, I think they're doing exactly what they're saying. They're taking the construction that is the church and destroying it. They, 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 so they claim to try to be saving the faith, but they're really not. They're breaking it. And so uh, I may be a Tolkien nerd, but uh, he says in Lord of the Rings, uh, he who breaks a thing to find out what it is has left the path of wisdom. They're breaking Christianity to try to figure it out, but that's not helping them because they've broken it. And it's not that thing anymore. It's true. Uh, what say you, Alpaca? Do you have any thoughts on this? Uh, not any like specific thoughts. I haven't. I, I mean, I don't even understand it that much. It doesn't make any sense <laughs> to me. <laughs> I, I haven't put any serious thought into it. I mean, I know it's mm-hmm. obviously a serious thing. No one should be doing that, but I don't understand it completely. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand it completely either. And. I think why I try to understand it as well, because I didn't grow up in the church. So that's the other reason I wanted to start talking uh-huh. to people who are growing up in the church. I, I was raised Roman Catholic, so I had some kind of basis of faith, but it's nothing like how I'm raising my children now. So I'm, I'm grateful, completely grateful for the upbringing. But now it like the Bible and the word of God, like, consumes my life because that's how i believe it's you come to faith and then you want to learn more about who god is who this god is who saved you um so i didn't grow up in the church so those who are deconstructing claim they grew up in the church um so that's why i'm trying to understand and and trying to relate to them and try to help so i like you guys know i i know a person that's doing this and they started this whole i don't want to mention their (laughs) the the (laughs) account because i don't want them to get more follows um Uh but i've shared stuff in in our little group with with you all um and it's just frustrating to see that this person doesn't see their inconsistencies in their claims and they're they're saying that we're not reading the bible correctly 
and then we'll criticize, but what foundation are they standing on? So it's like, like what you said, um, Tuna Dan, is they've already taken out that foundation. They've deconstructed the foundation that they're standing on, yet they're claiming this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. But they have no basis to, to make that claim. What, buddy? Are you deconstructing already? Is that... <laughs> <laughs> that was quick. I don't know. Yeah, it was quick. <laughs> From the mouths of babes. But, uh... so, yeah, so they, they, take, they take out that foundation so once you take out the foundation of scripture, the foundation of truth, you no longer stand on it. You, you have your, I forget who I heard say this, but basically you have both feet planted in midair. There's nothing to stand on. And it's just frustrating that, and again, where I was going with this is, is I didn't, a broken wheel. Exactly. It's the broken wheel of deconstruction. <laughs> you see, he knows. So Yeah. So I try to relate and, and see where, where they're coming from as, as somebody who didn't grow up evangelical or reformed or any of this and see how somebody who claims they grew up in the church can falter this way. So to me, what it is, and, and may, I'm not saying all these people are lost necessarily completely, but as John writes, they went out from us because they were never of us. So it's very possible that these people aren't saved. It's very possible. I'm not going to say make that claim. I know their heart. I know what God is doing with them now. But that's why what I try, I'm trying to do is find a way to get the gospel and preach the gospel to, to them. At this point, the person that I know, I don't think he's ready to hear it because I've tried to engage in the past. And he, his comeback will be, well, what gospel? Yeah. And to me, I don't understand. What do you mean, what gospel? Like, there's one gospel. <laughs> the, the, uh, Paul writes in Romans, the gospel. The, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for salvation to all, all who believe, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So Paul knows there's the gospel. He's not confused of what it is. So I don't understand how we can get that confused. Um, so yeah, that's that's my and also. Time. And also, some deconstructionists say, "Oh well, Paul was deconstructing. He just said, right? You just, like you just said, he wasn't deconstructing at all." No, no, that that's a terrible interpretation, and that's also why it's a beautiful thing to be in the Reformed faith to have a robust view of of what the gospel is as preached in the Old Testament, because the saints in the Old Testament are saved the same way we are in the New Testament. They were looking forward to the, to Christ and mm -hmm. we're looking back to Christ and it's the same Christ. It's the same gospel preached. It's different administrations of that covenant of grace, but it's, you can see that thread going straight through. So yeah, it, if you're deconstructing from a faith that says the old Testament is uh, unhinged, we should unhinge as, as a, major evangelical andy stanley uh said we should unhitch or unhinge from the old testament because we we no longer need it we're new testament christians well no like we need the old testament because it explains like both the, the 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 bible 66 books telling the same story from you know written throughout time about christ and we can't we can't separate them and yeah, why would you cut out half of a story? <laughs> yeah. And that doesn't make any sense. No. And it's it's how we yeah, I think the reformed faith teaches 
the, the covenant of grace, the covenant of works. And it's just, if, if you have that understanding, then you can understand what the old Testament is, was and, and what like mm-hmm. even ex- Exodus, we're going through Exodus right now and seeing that the law is given and even the law is a gracious law and it's not given, it's not obey and then be blessed. Like God saved them out of Egypt first and then gave them the law. He didn't say obey this law and then I'm going to take you out of Egypt. We, we always, we obey out of gratitude and that's the beauty of grace is he saves us not because we obey. I, I heard a sermon recently and it was very having a law gospel distinction is important and i'm going off again on a tangent but (laughs) but i think the modern evangelical church does sometimes if they don't have that distinction it's very law-based so i can see why people would maybe want to leave that that church when it's all law and moral therapeutic moralistic deism as is (laughs) what do you want son People have just turned off my podcast forever. <laughs> They're distracted by my boy. No. Uh, uh, so anyway, we were just talking about the gospel a little bit that we know what it is. It's not unclear. So would one of you or uh, maybe I'll just have one of you explain this. What is the gospel? Who wants to go with the million dollar saving question of the day? What is the gospel? Tuna Doesn't Dan. matter to me. Who wants to go? Oh. Tuna, do you want to give it a shot? Sure. Uh, I would say that the gospel is uh, the good news of Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, fully God and fully man, his life, his death, and on the cross for our sins, and his resurrection. I would say that's the gospel in pretty simple terms. Amen. Would you add, subtract? Add. No- and is coming again. <laughs> we we well, that 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 he is coming again. Yeah. <laughs> and it's coming again. Beautiful. And what 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 must I do to be saved? Uh, you are saved by uh, faith and grace alone. So as long as so if you believe in the promise uh, fulfilled that uh, Christ will that Christ's death has covered your sins, and uh, then you are saved. Amen. And that's what I hope for people who listen to this. Now, I'm sure I don't know this for a fact, but I probably pretty much anybody that's listening to a Christian podcast is probably a Christian. But I don't know that. You don't know that. None of us know that. So that's why I always want to share the gospel in every every podcast I have. So exactly what... <laughs> I don't think you should stop sharing the gospel. No, no. So anybody who hasn't believed on the, the son of God, Jesus Christ, he lived a perfect righteous life. As Tuna Dan said, he, he died on the cross, a sinner, a death that we deserve. He didn't, sorry. He didn't die on the cross, a sinner. He died on the cross as a sinner, as if he had sinned. He didn't sin. He lived a perfect life. We sin. All of us, the, we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. And that, again, is what is so beautiful about the grace of God, is that we, he, he 
puts his spirit in us. We are regenerated to believe. We are given new hearts. He takes our heart of stone, gives us a heart of flesh to believe that Jesus Christ lived, died, and rose for us. And if you're out there listening and you haven't put your faith in Jesus Christ, know this first, that you are a sinner. The wrath of God abides on you, but it doesn't have to. You can turn to Christ who took the wrath of God. On the cross where Jesus died, the wrath of God was satisfied. He died to save sinners. He came into this world to save sinners. And that is, we have all sinned, like I said, and fallen short of the glory of God. And we can be adopted into his family. We can be adopted as sons, adopted as daughters. And that is only through the finished work of Christ, not your work. You can't earn your way to heaven. Nothing you could do. Our, our works are filthy rags. We have earned hell. But Jesus on the cross took hell for us. And now when we, we turn from our ways, our old ways of thinking, and we, are, we repent, we have a new heart. We have a new mind to follow Christ. We turn to him and we rest in him because he did it all. He said on the cross, it is finished, the telestai. He didn't lie about that. He finished the work. It is done. What we do is through faith, we believe. And even that faith is a gift. It's a gift of God that we even believe. And that is an amazing thing. And I think these two gentlemen agree with me. Absolutely. 100%. So they pray and I pray that if you've turned to Christ, if you haven't turned to Christ, that you do. And if you have, that you rest in him and that you find a local church. If you haven't found a local church to, to worship with, to fellowship with, that you find one and you go regularly on the Lord's day. Don't neglect the gathering. So many people do. They say, Oh, I'm a Christian. Do you, oh, where do you, where do you go to church? Oh, I don't go to church. I watch online now. No, you can't watch online. <laughs> you can't have, you can't have communion online. I saw that this week too. This, oh they were gosh. having communion uh. and, and the pastor's like, if you're watching at home, just grab whatever's next to you. No. Like, oh, <laughs> what's going Golly. on? Grab whatever's next to you. <laughs> uh. What is happening? See, and see, and that's beautiful. You guys are like, no, that's right. <laughs> know that, but people don't. Yeah. And, and again, maybe it's just bad, bad teaching that they've had. And, uh -huh. but, but they shouldn't get a, a complete pass on that. There's enough resources out there that tell us what the sacraments are. Uh, but anyway, that's a whole nother podcast. So I had one more question for you and I sent it. It was, you know, I know you guys like this person, right? <laughs> and, and I asked last week to, to my guest the same question. So it's a fun question about Nicholas Kim Coppola, who is known as, who Nick is Cage. he? Nicholas Nick Cage. Nick Cage, right? Okay. So, uh -oh. so if you, if, 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 if a Nicholas Cage movie was real life, what character would you want to be and you can't be the character that Nicolas Cage is? So I'll start with Alpaca. Oh. Mm. <laughs> this is a good question. Why you got to be so difficult? All right. Well, <laughs> yeah, I didn't want it to be easy. Like, which Nicolas Cage character would you be? This is the hardest question all night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I want to be who's the who's the tech guy in National Treasure because he's hilarious. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just gonna go with him, whatever his name is. Oh, I can't okay. remember. His yeah, name. I don't remember his name. But yeah, that him, would though. be that would be a pretty cool. Riley, that's his Riley. name. Yes, Riley. 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 Yeah. <laughs> uh, funny, I would want to be the uh, out of all the characters from that movie, I would want to be the FBI agent. Uh, what's his face? What is uh, his Hoodie? face? I. Well, he has a beard. <laughs> Not helpful. The, the Harvey Keitel. The Harvey Keitel in the from the first one. Um, from, I don't know. Yes, yes. <laughs> the first national treasure. That's his character's name. Yeah, yeah. He's in both. He doesn't uh, have a beard. He doesn't. No. He's just FBI agent. He but he's Harvey Keitel as the, FBI yeah. agent. Yeah, yeah, Har- yeah. Harvey Keitel's the actor. No, that, he has that a. Plays. I can't remember. I think he has a name though. Hmm. Anyway, okay. well, that, guy, that, guy, <laughs> that, that would be like that you guy. to want to be the and, FBI agent. My my guest last week said the same thing as as you, Alpaca, that he would be Riley. Yeah. And I think <laughs> the National Treasure movies are underrated. I love them. They've got to be. They're so like, good. Uh, they're so fun. I like that that kind of movie where it's kind of like you're so, you're trying to solve a puzzle with them and like. Uh huh. Yeah, it's just it was. It's a really good movie. I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> haven't seen that many of his movies, but that's a good one. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I love Nicolas Cage, and I haven't seen all of his movies either. But every one that I've seen, I've enjoyed. Like. Yeah, he's not a good actor, but he's really no, good. No. <laughs> Even the one there was like one where he was like jumping in time or something like. There's some next. Time. I saw yeah. that one. Mm-hmm. It was good. I mean, Even, not uh, really, but it was good. <laughs> Even uh, what's it called? Uh, the Sorcerer's Apprentice is that what it is? Oh yes, yeah. Uh, I even like him in that. I love that movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're just fun. fun <laughs> Maybe movies. I have seen a lot of his movies. Yeah. Gone in sixty seconds. <laughs> that one I haven't seen. I've like only the, seen the nat- we watched the nineties, uh, early two thousands. Yeah, it's we watched uh, Guarding Test the other day. Okay, that was really good. Yeah. See, Nicholas Kim Coppola. We enjoyed everyone. that one. That's right. Again, guys, I appreciate you. Uh, you have been an encouragement to me, and I look forward to you guys growing in your faith and watching that. And if, if there's anything you need my help for, um, I'm here. You know where to find me on Twitter or wherever we're communicating. I think there's like five ways all of us are like in touch. <laughs> <So many>. <laughs> <laughs> it's really too many at this point. <laughs> I hear, I hear, ding. I hear. The, the, Whatever yeah. noise, <laughs> and it, <laughs> a little bubble constant. popping. Uh, yeah. Who knows? Like, where was that conversation at? Which, which... <laughs> but, but, but I do appreciate you guys. I, I, I appreciate your families. Um, you know, I've, I've only known known you for a short while, but that's a beautiful thing about being brothers and sisters in Christ. When you when you meet other Christians, oftentimes it's like you've known each other for for longer than that. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate you guys, and. Everyone out there listening, continue to listen to all the podcasts in the Christian Podcast Community, ChristianPodcastCommunity.org. And until next time, I pray you continue to seek the kingdom of God and find out what we are even doing here. Grace and peace. Drive safe, baby. Never done this before.